Hello and welcome to a nice round number, episode 30 of the Mental Health Gaming Podcast. I'm Bradley and once again, for the last time only virtually, I'm joined by Stu. It's not the last time he's on the podcast, by the way. It's it's more something which we'll tell you about later. How are you doing, Stu? I'm okay, enjoying the rainy weather. It's absolutely beautiful here at the moment. About- yeah, we've got it. It's hammering down at the moment. I've got yeah. to go um, food shopping in a bit. Um, and I can't go out because I've got my dressing on my foot that needs changing and I can't get it wet. So I'm, I'm kind of stuck until it stops raining. Oh, lovely. It's great to have these little challenges just to get you through the day. Yeah. Usually I'd be kind of, I'd be kind of because of how, where I used to be mentally, I'd be kind of, do you know what? Staying indoors, being forced to stay indoors is great. Uh, but now I want to go out. Um, I'll talk actually. I'll talk about that a, a little bit later. Actually, about um, my changes in attitude to being out from the um, from the home over the past week or so, uh, because it's it's been very different for me. Um, but we will go into what have we been playing, Stu? I didn't think it was that much, but thinking back, it's actually been quite a lot. So I played uh, Metamorphosis for review, mm-hmm. which that's a really weird one. It's good to knock a, knock against something that's a bit weird every now and again. And I suppose it's because it's um, a fairly small studio, I'm guessing. But unfortunately, like, I haven't really looked into it. I'm, I do apologize to the developers. But you play as a guy who wakes up in his uh, friend's house. And as he walks through the room, starts to shrink and then grow bug legs. And then you're a bug. And the rest of the game is spent sort of navigating the environments and solving little environmental puzzles and things like that and it plays pretty much as you'd expect and you know that traversal bit is is all good but it's also got a really strong um well i don't know kind of metaphysical kind of existential why are we all here why is everything so difficult kind of a vibe going on to it as well which I won't go into detail because it'll spoil it, but mm. it's really unusual. It's a very strange one. It's only like two hours long, but it looks, I mean, you kind of like my expectation was, oh, it'll be like, um, you know, it'll be massive. It'll be triple A. You'll end up like developing like blades on your, uh, on your like tentacles and stuff. Tentacles. I don't know. You know what I mean? Um, I'm glad and you didn't get that wrong, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, I got it wrong, but in the right way. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I thought it was going to turn into that, and you'd meet like have to fight spiders and all this kind of crap. But no, it, it's nothing like that. It's it's gorgeous looking, but it is just a, an adventure and a, a little bit of a puzzler with a with a strange and sort of intellectual uh, backdrop to it. So if you can get your hands on it, get it because it's um it's good and it's worth supporting. Interesting. I mean, it's just I'll just have a look on on Steam now, and it's just short of twenty quid. I thought it was going to be a more combat based type gameplay when I first saw about it. Um, but you've made it sound like it's almost like Honey, I Shrunk the House Guest by by David Lynch or something like that, more than a, a typical video game. <laughs> yeah, I like that. That's good. Yes, it is. Um, it's not. It doesn't break any new ground. It doesn't do anything that you haven't done before, but it does it very well. And yeah, I compared it to, it, there's, there's kind of, it's got no shyness about talking about, it doesn't like show anything dodgy, but it'll talk about drug use. It'll talk about sex. It, it's a very much a kind of grown up 
kind of a game that you'll only get something from, you know, on the sort of meta level if you've if you've got some ideas about life. It's not something that a ten year old would get much from. So yeah, I don't know, twenty quid though, that might be a bit steep because it was two hours long. So if you really, really want to go in on it now, yes, do if it really intrigues you from videos or whatever. But twenty might be a, a little bit too much. So there's an interesting discussion there to have with that um, around the price and the time. The price of the game is actually less of an issue for me. But you saying you can do it in around two hours, that has me sold. I, I, I will quite happily pick that up and play that. Yeah. Whereas if that was 20 quid and it was a stretched out 40 hour game that basically had its mechanics and tried to then keep stretch those mechanics out and do other bits with it and pad it, then that would put me off. So to know that the developers, whether it's a good game or not, matter, matters not um, to me at the moment. But it's good to know the developers have gone, look, the best experience of this game is going to happen in a two-hour time frame. We're not outstaying our welcome and we do everything we've got to do. That suits me. You, you'd pay more than 20 quid for a DVD sometime, or Blu-ray that might be an hour and a half long film. So price, not a big deal. If they've done everything they need to do in that two hours, then great, that's me sold. It's it's a strange one, isn't it? Because yeah. it's entirely the value proposition is entirely in the eye of the beholder. Mm. Um, so for me, I kind of yeah, I'm I'm like you. I prefer shorter experiences generally, although exceptions can be made, like Gears Tactics, which I'm still playing. But yeah, no, I generally prefer things to be like a tight ten hours or less, and yes. uh, for me, that's ideal. I, even I, though, in these circumstances, think that uh, 20 quid for two hours, for a game that you're unlikely to go back to, or certainly not for like years and years and years, um, yeah, might might be a lot for for some people. Um, but yeah, no, it, exactly your, mal your mileage may vary. Kind of. That That's absolutely fair enough. I mean, I, I'm talking about it from someone who's obviously not experienced the game yet at the same time. So obviously, yeah, if... As someone who's played the game, you know, I'd, I would go with your opinion on on that side of it more than mine. If people are, I'm in an arming, so it could well be wait for a sale, um, and it's on Steam, so it'll be on in a sale at some point very soon. One would imagine. True. Yeah. And how about you? What you've been playing? Um, so I've spent a healthy amount of time playing with beans, and an unhealthy amount of time flying aeroplanes so I'm, I'm going to talk a bit about fall guys first microsoft flight simulator actually i'll, I'll leave to it a little bit later because it kind of floats into what we'll be talking about later but fall guys to the surprise of no one is a bloody good game everyone must know that now it's it looks like it's the next big thing it's the next Fortnite, the next minecraft whether it will get as big as those who knows and it actually brings up an interesting fault of mine that I had earlier this week. But the game itself is brilliant. It's it's taken the idea of turning Takeshi's Castle into a video game, which is something you've not really seen before. We've seen maybe Wipeout clones, not the video game Wipeout, but the um, over-the-top game show thing. Or it's a knockout, um, for those who are old enough to remember that. Um, basically, yeah, you're this jelly bean type thing or it's just this bean whatever you want to call them and you the idea is to go through various rounds of different activities 
uh, that usually involve you getting from one end of a course to another as quick as you can. You whittle everyone down, and if you're the last one standing after X amount of rounds, then you get a nice little crown as you win. And it's just it's just good, good fun. I'm not very good at the game. Uh, but this is sometimes how I, I, I will grade a game as to how good it is. If I'm not very good at it, but I'm still having fun with it, then it's doing something right. It's a good game. And this falls into that category. I've not got past round four myself yet. My son's won plenty of them. I think he's even got like the five in a row or something like that. But I've not got past round four. And I just don't really care because it's just enjoyable. I find the single player stuff, so where you are literally running from one end of a course to another, whether it's like seesaw and you've got a, you know, as groups, you're running, you're balancing the the platforms as, as they tip. Uh, whether it's the ones where you have to run through the doors, um, which is right out of Takeshi's Castle, by the way, that one. The hexagon one where you've got the folding floors. I prefer those to the team games. I think in this, the team games, it loses something. So there's like a football-based one that's like Rocket League light, I suppose. There's ones where you've got to get all your eggs into a basket as a team. They're okay, but they don't, they're not the standouts. But what, what we've got here is clearly something that is going to be big. It's got all, let's call them the accepted and okay free-to-play mechanics with it. So you can buy cosmetics. Um, there's no loot boxes, which is good. But you can buy cosmetics for it. You can earn cosmetics as well, but there is a shop where you can buy them and spend real-world cash. Not a fan of that um, because you've paid your money for the game, but it is what it is at the moment. And I don't blame developers for going down that route when it's the dumb thing. And if it does allow them long-term support of the game, then that's good because there are so many things they could add to that game that will just make it more fun, give better rotation, more variety as it grows, especially as they get community feedback. But overall, yeah, it is a very, very good game. Before I move on to the point with it, have you got any experience with it, Stu? Well, I've watched you stream it quite a yes. lot. And what stands out for me is that it's a really good uh, viewing experience. Like, well, I don't know, really good might be a stretch, but it's fun enough, you know, to watch people play. Yes. Because it is daft and crazy and wacky and there's all sorts going on all the time and it never stops. And uh, listening to people, like, losing their minds when they're trying to <laughs> trying to achieve something is funny. So yeah. it's got all of that stuff from the TV shows. And I don't know, anyone who watched those TV shows, I'm not sure there was anyone who was fanatical about them, but it came to tea time at channel, on Channel 5, and you're, you're having your tea, and you're like, oh, yeah, I'll stick that on, and you end up laughing at it a little bit. So it's it, not it like... Is, it is missing some Stuart Hall commentary. <laughs> His laugh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, and, and what I thought works, what works well for a spectator is when you watch, like, an, an FPS or a hero shooter, you're watching from one person's perspective and they're sort of sniping or killing people at a distance. Whereas with Fall Guys, because everything's happening in the immediate foreground, it kind of holds your attention. Yeah. So it, it's like, oh, it's not like, oh, yeah, okay, so that shot I know intellectually was a good shot because it's a long way away and done fast. It's much more immediate. It's much more in the in the front and centre. So I think it's a... 
it's a legit phenomenon as well. I think it's really got, you know, gone off. And I think it's going to be one of those things we're going to see, like Minecraft, for years and years and years. And, yeah, there'll be all sorts of microtransactions within a year, and they'll be like, oh, you know... Yeah, you've got to look at the brands that are falling over yeah. themselves to, to get That's involved. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, there's going to be that. There's going to be, like, loads of spin-offs, like Four Guys Football and you know baseball games and all sorts you know so it's going to be absolutely gigantic and the inevitable yeah. you'll be able to buy full guys beans as collectible toys and stuff like that oh the merch is going to be yeah. insane what yeah. were those little those little jumping beans that you could buy that had like um different designs on them and they 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 were kind of like a bit of a fad in places at times uh, get, they'll, they'll do yeah. those i i reckon with different full guys designs on them because yeah there's probably a factory somewhere or a warehouse somewhere with tons of uh, jumping beans that they haven't been able to sell that they'll be able to knock out with full guys packaging. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, the point I want to come to with this and we're at a crossroads for Devolver Digital, I think. I've often held up Devolver as being one of the good guy publishers. They've not quite hit AAA yet, so they've still got a good relationship with the community. They got a good relationship with their developers that they they bring in. They give everyone the freedom they need. There's something down to earth about them, and so far on the political side of stuff and the, like the gaming political side of stuff, they seem to have just weathered all of that. They seem to be doing everything in the right way. Fall Guys, they've had they've had hits before. I'm not going to say they've not had hits. Fall Guys is their Minecraft. It is their Fortnite. It is their Call of Duty. It's going to be a big test on which direction Devolver Digital take. Are they just going to go and become another Activision, another EA, another Ubisoft? Or are they savvy enough to look at what's happened with those guys learn from those guys, learn from their mistakes and become a big publisher in the right way. And I'm really interested to see how that goes because they're up there when it comes to uh, indie publishers, then uh, 12 Digital, Team 17, No More Robots, all those types of guys, I think have been absolutely brilliant for the industry. Absolutely brilliant. And it would be a shame now to see if this causes Devolver Digital to go corporate mega greed. One of the concerns I would have with that is not so much that they will develop into a bigger publisher and make mistakes. It's that they'll sell to a larger company and then, you know, be strip mined. And I mean, they might, I mean, is it too much of a stretch to think Microsoft might try and buy them? Because they've got real problems with Series X and the fact they've got no uh, first-party launch titles. And if they bought them lock, stock and barrel for, I don't know, 350, 500 million or something, and then just said, right, you know, Four Guys is ours now. And, you know, Four Guys Special Edition is going to be a Series X launch. You know, that might they might feel that's a really good financial move for them. I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. It, it's really weird to see where... Devolver is. I mean, they have got. You just got to look at their library. This is why I think they're maybe too big for Microsoft just to go and just go. Wait, we're going to bring you into the fold, or even a Sony, we're going to bring you to our make all your games exclusive. I think they're too big for that. 
but they're not big enough that they can take on the big guys head to head yet. I mean, you've just got to look at their, their recent catalogue. I've just brought up their new releases on Steam. So they've got four guys. Uh, and it's, it's, what gets me, sorry, with this, is the ver- is the variation in their games. So Fall Guys is their most recent release. They've got Blightbound, which is that um, almost vanilla ish type co-op dungeon crawlery type game. They've got Carry On, which is the reverse horror game. Um, they brought out the Devolver Land Expo, which was a freebie that's really fun to play. Observation, nice sci-fi thriller, Exit the Gungeon, Serious Sam, Heave Ho, which is just a just a local multiplayer, just go for it, have a bit of a laugh type thing. They've got stuff that hasn't worked, but they you go right down to, you know, their Weedcraft as well, which is a game based around producing, breeding, and selling weed. And, you know, they are so happy to try anything. Um, and their upcoming list is, you know, it's it's just as big. This group is going to be, I think, a really big title for them. They've really been pushing it. Um, Serious Sam 4 is going to be massive for them. You know, their biggest title, I suppose, is going to be Shadow Warrior 3. So they've got some really good stuff coming up. They, their, their range of games, I think, is second to none. So I don't think they are there for Microsoft or one of the bigger boys to swallow up. If you'd have said that about, and this is, I, I respect Curve Digital a lot. I think, again, they are just below Devolver in terms of what they do. But I think someone like Curve are just about small enough that they could be tempted by a bid or be bought up by a Microsoft, not with Devolver. My big fear still with Devolver is them becoming corporate. Or what Devolver will do is they will really jump into it and go full on take the mick mode out of corporations as they get big, like they do with their um, E3 pressers that they do, where they really rip into them. But yeah, I, I'm interested to see what happens. But yeah, that's full, guys. Mm. Yeah, it is interesting to see what happens with that one. I'm keeping a, a sharp eye on that one. Yes. Yeah. And, and I've also... an excuse to tag them in the podcast description, which is good. Excellent. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've also been playing um, Bullets Per Minute, yep. BPM. Uh, it's really strange. Another strange one for this week. So, yeah, it's a sort of Quake slash Doom style FPS, but with a huge... They're having a penny at the moment. It's yeah, no. them coming out. Jeez. I know. Yeah, it's crazy. It's the new thing. It's like since uh, Doom 2016, it's just like, revivified an interest doesn't it yeah but bpm does all that but it also it makes you it's a rhythm game as well so it makes you match shots and movement to the music Mm. and it's so difficult to it's difficult to explain as well as to play like it has oh god there's so much to unpack (laughs) it's got stuff in it that shouldn't be there yeah and it's got stuff in there that's ahead of its time and it's this weird mishmash of ideas and some of them work and some of them are terrible like for example you've still got jump and to me they should have just stripped that right out of the game because Hmm. you're concentrating so hard on trying to uh, evade and there's a dodge button which is like a dash and shoot in the correct rhythm and it's like, uh, you see, uh, this is where me being crap with like musical notation harms things. But like, there's the, there's like, I think it's four beats to the bar. And 
you can either you can dodge on like like twice per bar and you can shoot four times per bar and you can reload four times per bar but yeah some things you can do it on the major beat and some you can only do on you can do plenty of well however many times you want yeah see so uh, <laughs> i'm turning into a right idiot trying to describe it and when you're trying to do all this and you're trying to like match the beat and you're trying to make sure that you reload properly and also dodge at the right times because the enemies have got you know their particular patterns and their particular rhythm it, it's so difficult and, and it's um oh, what's it called a roguelite as well yeah so your you can your run can be like a minute and then you're dead because you take like four hits before you're dead as well. So it's like really punitive. Um, and, you know, you're supposed to go and, uh, you know, collect coins and buy weapons. And there's this thing where you can put money in the bank for later runs and all stuff that you're familiar with. But, you know, even at that level, it's so much harder than, like, which you just mentioned, Enter the Gungeon. It's, it's harder even than that, where after an hour of acclimatizing, you can you can do a run where, unless you're unlucky, you'll get through two, three, maybe even four stages. You know, after like a couple of hours playing it, I can, I'm still only, I'm not off the first level. Uh, oh man, it's really hard. So I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes. Uh, I'll put more in the review, but it's, it's a really weird one at the moment. So. I like the look of the game, and there's another one that I can't remember what it's called, but it does a similar thing where it uses really sort of hard rock music to the beat. It's not bullets per minute, but it is another game similar to that. And they look great because the obviously the demos you see of them, the trailers, make it look like they go, oh, this is awesome to play. Crypt of the Necro Dancer did it as well. It made it look so good to play. The problem I've got is I've got no rhythm at all. I have to say, if I've pl- when I played Guitar Hero, I had to set that down to the, the easiest settings. I generally have to do that for any rhythm-based game because I just can't do it. And then, so it's one of the reasons I kind of passed on this because I don't think I could do anywhere near justice for this game i'd review it and just go oh no it's too hard i'm done i can't do this so how much of it requires you to be good at rhythm games to get the most out of this game would you say i'd say a lot because Mm -hmm. it has a a time timing bar similar to a lot of rhythm games where they come inwards towards the reticle in, in the center of the screen and obviously that matches the music and the music has its own tempo and doesn't change on the first level at least so all that's fine but you can't because you can't just be looking at the crosshair the entire time you have to listen to the music and get into the rhythm of it and yeah so if you don't have that rhythm sense then you're going to be screwed and on top of that you see what i'm finding particularly hard and i don't know whether they're gonna make this a little bit more approachable is you can do everything right so you can shoot things in the right rhythm and dodge and move around and prepare but there are two things. One, it, it can be very hard to see the enemies against the scenery because they're not very well coloured. Um, and therefore, you can be potting out like a little dodge and shoot path around the room and then just run straight into an enemy and take a hit. Also, I suppose you could probably work out exactly the timing of the shots from the creatures. But I don't know. That'd be like playing fourth dimensional chess. Jesus, that that's too much for me in that level of action going on. Um, and thirdly, the amount of damage they do. So 
I, I feel it's just pitched way too hard. So I can play it on easy, and there are only two levels, easy and hard. And even on easy, like I say, you can only take four hits um, from like the weakest enemies, basically. And you can very easily like get trapped in a corner, or you can do a dodge, and then something will be coming at you, and you can't dodge it because it's not on the rhythm. And to me, it just seems like they've gone oh, this is such a brilliant idea. I can't believe people haven't done it before. And then they've put the game together and gone, ah, this is why they haven't done it before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really interesting because it's, um, it's also it's one of those games where you look at it initially and you see a first-person shooter. Um, and it reminds me of actually what's one of my favourite 360-era games because it looked like a a first person shooter it was actually a racing game and that is the club yeah where yeah you had to shoot you had to get through but the idea was just to do it as quick as you possibly can everything was set bang 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 it was the same so you were doing laps almost you learned it like you would learn trying to do a time trial in a racing game i like that idea of doing another trying to fit a different genre into the skin of another genre they don't all work, and that seems like it's the case with uh, with bullets per minute. That the rhythm game and FPS, it's a nice idea, but it doesn't seem like it works because of, they're too different in what they need to do. I'm kind of in two minds because, like, I do, I, I kind of enjoy him playing it in a way. Um, I, I think the short runs help, and the music's good. And I, I, when you get it right and you clear a room without taking a hit, it, that's very kind of satisfying. I think it just. I can't judge it yet because it's in beta. I think if it gets released and it doesn't fix some of its fundamental issues, then it will be a noble failure. But if they find a way to get around them, I think it could really, really work. But with the caveat that it will only really work for some people and it will never work for everybody because it is too hard for that. But what you will see, you'll see some outstandingly... uh bizarre and i can't believe they've done that speed run oh, of yeah. it there's going to be people who who click with it who are just it will make it look like the piss easiest game and you'll be like yeah. how the bloody hell are you doing that so yeah <laughs> it'd be worth watching yeah. them as well oh yeah definitely i mean i'm watching games done quick this week on and off and just seeing some of the ridiculous skill in those games and see what so someone's done the talos principle in like just over half an hour, but they to do it, they reduced graphics down to pretty much potato level so they could run an uncapped speed uh, frame rate to do certain skips within the game. Yeah. And part of me, like part of me, and, and, sorry, slightly off topic, but games done quick and speedrunners of uh, those guys, you, I look at them and just go, why? But also, bless you, bless you for doing this. Because it's one of those things where it's just you on the outside, you just go, but what's the point? But also, but you just have to go, but I'm glad there's people that are willing to do that. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it is so wonderful to watch. I could never do it. I could, the, the closest I get to a speed run is if I, you know, if I win a game of Tetris 99 in less than sort of like 10 minutes, that's a speed run for me. Um, but yeah, some of those people, they're, they're just amazing. Yeah. I love bizarre but amazing yeah yeah i love watching those things yeah they're, they're fascinating yeah but i couldn't do it <laughs> but i don't know that that's sad when i when i did my um shinobi one credit run that took a long time to get good at and by the end 
is like, yeah, there's no real time wasted because you know it so well. You know exactly what's going to, well, roughly exactly what's going to plonk into a certain space at a certain time. And you start getting like quite almost complacent about how easy that part of the game is to you. And then you start tightening up on the stuff that you find harder. And then eventually you just like, I don't know how long it took me, 14 minutes or something ridiculously quick like that. So yeah, no, I can, I can see it. And I, yeah, I love watching those videos. So Microsoft Flight Simulator, it got me to thinking done a couple of streams with it i we i used it when i done my last mental health friday and there's something relaxing about these games not all of the simulator games are relaxing but they still have some great mental health benefits but we're go- i'm going to touch on uh, microsoft flight simulator first one once you take off and get into the sky you do something that's medium haul or you know just anything where you're up in the sky for a couple of hours you feel at peace you feel relaxed you hand over to autopilot or you continue to do things try and do it as manually as possible but you kind of you get up there you get above the clouds or even take it just below the clouds so everything just looks so small and insignificant below you and you're at peace for a good couple of hours and it's almost zen-like it's almost like meditation in that way and it just feels so good. It leaves you with your thoughts, but not in those ways where you're going, oh my God, this is all bad. My, you know, I don't want to be left alone with, with my own thoughts. It just, it just works. It, it brings you to peace. But it's also got another element that cannot be underestimated. And that is a sense of achievement. If you can land an aeroplane in this game, You've got to get the approach right. You've got to get the descent right. You've got to make sure that as you touch down, you're doing it at the right angle. And when you do that, there is a sense of achievement and just feeling good about yourself that you don't get from a a real-world situation. And that comes because if you screw up that landing, you can just go again in a simulator game. And you learn from your mistakes. I'm not a pilot, but if I if I if someone gave me the controls of a plane without any actual experience and I tried to land it and binned it, that's the last time I'm getting near the controls of an aeroplane. So the sense of failure is kind of removed to a degree. You still fail, but it's removed from the, oh my God, this is the effect it's going to have on so many people on my life. Or if I don't get this right, you know, what what's the next month going to be like the next year? What What's going to go wrong? You just calmly, you go again and you enjoy the flight again. You go back to having those peaceful moments. And it's it's really good. And I wondered whether it was just Flight Simulator that does that. So I booted up Euro Truck Simulator 2, which I had many years ago. Um, I've got hardly any of the DLC for it, but I booted that up and literally just went, I'll do that and I'll do just a quick short haul of cargo from liverpool to manchester disappointingly not fully accurately uh, this is where flight simulator by the way has, has spoiled me their version of the m62 is not what i know of the m62 <laughs> um but anyway you you go you go down a very short version of the m62 from liverpool to manchester and then you you get to where you've got to go and you drop drop your drop you drop your payload i'm not going to say drop your load yeah please don't 
and you go off and you go off and do which i did anyway i don't know why i preempted <laughs> yeah. that it's because i knew it was in my head um but you do that you go off you do your next thing and just casually driving it's the same thing those moments between picking up the cargo and dropping the cargo at the different locations in between it's just absolutely wonderful and farming simulator does the same thing train train simulator as well sorry that's another one once you get used to sort of like stopping distances and what the controls are like on each individual train again there's something so relaxing about it and it got me to thinking about what about some of the the slightly crappier versions of simulators so you've got like bus simulator ambulance simulator firefighter simulator whatever simulator and i don't mean the silly low ones like um surgeon simulator or bread i am bread or anything like that but the ones that try and be almost semi-serious simulators and yeah there's something about them there's something about those games that they engage you enough that you feel sense of pride and achievement, but also allow you just to switch off and go into a zen-like state. And those sort of games cannot be underestimated at all. And I think, again, if you've got the controls for them, so you've got like a proper steering wheel for truck simulator, or you've got a joystick um, or flight controls for flight simulator, they bring you in so much more. You relax so much more with them. And yeah, I... I think these games are so beneficial to each individual's mental health that it's something I'd like to see the developers or the publishers behind these games get behind. And I'm not saying they're a tool whereby they will cure everyone's mental health and shouldn't be sort of like marketed as such, but there are benefits there. That, that's something I've seen with these and felt over the past week or so. Yeah, definitely. They They have that thing where... I suppose in, in regular games, the accomplishment comes from defeating something or, or whatever, you know, overcoming a challenge. Um, whereas the sim is more like the constant challenge of having, so it's not reaching an objective. It's more about the moment to moment challenge of, of doing something complex. And um, like you said right at the beginning, what's great about it is that it's without any danger involved. There's no, there's no threat to life and limb or to expensive equipment. You know, if you take a Ferrari out around a test track and you, you flip it, you're going to be in a little bit of trouble. But <laughs> do it yeah. do it in F355, uh, whatever it was called, and you're going to be fine. And yeah, I found that with racing simulators, you know, with driving, driving simulators, it's like I'm not really bothered that I came 700th <laughs> of a field of, you know, 20. I, as long as I'm enjoying that moment-to-moment gear shifting and taking the corners without losing traction and stuff like that. It gives you a real yeah. sense of peace because there's nothing else you could be doing. You know, you, your mind's locked into it and your mind is in sync with your body. And yeah, it's it's a really great way of, of escaping and, and giving yourself a, a feeling of accomplishment at the same time. Someone needs to make a dodgy roadside calf simulator though. Oh, definitely. Well, we're already there um, with a lot of the chefing kind of games. You just, yeah, but like, I want to see a proper one where, you know, some... Some guy in his um, vest, his stream vest with, you know, his gut hanging out. It's quite kind of hairy, fag hanging out of his mouth. Cigarette for our American audience, audience by the way. You can edit that, bleep that out. Um, and, and, 
yeah, hair there, the lot, just tons of grease everywhere. You've got to serve the truckers as well. That 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 that's a simulator I'd play. Yeah, it'd be good if you like, had to um, make sure that you didn't have too much dog hair as a percentage of food that you know, in the food, and ha- yeah, you had to make sure you closed the cafe just before the the inspector arrived and things like that. Yeah, that'd be good. Uh, to be fair, it's it's one of the things I want. But I've played like Cook Serve Delicious. It's a really good game, but it's very quick and zany um, with it to a degree as is overcooked they, they, they take the cooking concept same with cooking mama as well they take the cooking temp and overdo it i'd quite like one done in the vein of the proper simulator games where it's just calm enough that it feels like p- slow paced that you can do it but you do get like but it just feels a bit like just doing the job and it's kind of really weird do you remember the simpsons episode where they don't want to go and do the chores but they go then to the theme park and they do like the um the exact chores there was, but in gameful. Yeah. But I think it nails something there. I mean, that was obviously back when The Simpsons was good. But I think it nails something is, don't get me wrong, I don't think I'd want to be a truck driver in real life. I don't think I'd want to work in a cafe in real life. But being able to jump in and out and do that just for a bit of fun, yeah, I'm all over that. Yeah, it does have a really good beneficial effect. And I think that uh, people are finding that that plus VR is another really great way of taking you completely out of yourself. But yeah, just virtually doing it and getting the same sort of thrill, <laughs> possibly a little bit more than the people who are doing it for a living uh, that, you know, that you can get from doing it in real life. Yeah. And I say what, what I'm, what I'm hoping to do with it. And I'm, I'm going to be using this coming weekend when I'm in Liverpool as a, as a, as a kind of a test run to do it for what I, plan to do talking about the simulator games is i'm going to do a semi travelogue of my time in liverpool and so i've got i'm going to make sure i've got batteries charged so i can do some recordings with the camera um, and then if i can get that right and get that edited and it's watchable then i plan on trying to do a mock version a similar version for my journey through the simulator games as a kind of mini documentary series because i think there's a really good thing to be said to be seen here that if you can see someone's reaction to that someone like myself who is I'm, I'm highly strung people can probably tell by the way i talk on streams and the way my brain is constantly fighting with itself to get the right words out and telling myself at times like you've said enough now you can shut up for a few seconds but not doing so like i'm doing now <laughs> but it's different when i'm playing these sort of games my brain engages in a different way so i think it's going to make a really interesting virtual travel look so yeah I, I can't wait to sort of like expose these games in a positive way uh because i grew up at times and went oh my god the saddos who like these games like anyone like a lot of kids or teenagers would have done oh my god why don't you play a real game that kind of thing whereas i'm now at that time where i'm going no i i get it i really do get it now yeah but talking of that trip to liverpool i'm really looking forward to that for a couple of reasons reason number two is that we'll have a meetup which is really good yep we're probably not going to do a live podcast or anything like that. So there's no point. Don't look forward to anything like that. We're literally going to have a, a, a coffee. But while I'm up there, it's, it's, it's a great time to sort of like finally meet up. Especially as Stu knows a lot more about the inner workings of my mind than most people I've actually met before. So, But also, I think I mentioned before, I am so looking forward to my very first weekend away that I can remember where work isn't on the back of my mind. 
where I'm not going, who am I letting down? Who Who's going to get peeved off with me because I'm taking a couple of days off? And I've noticed it already this week since I got rid of my MacBook, since I said I'm done with graphic design. I've really noticed it. Yesterday, went to the park with my daughter and I wasn't sat there going, got to get home, got to get home, got to get home. I, I watched her play. Still have a few hang-ups about getting up and joining in and stuff like that, just through paranoia, people possibly watching me or whatever. But I sat there, I was happy. I wasn't desperate to get home. And that felt so good. And I've not felt that before. I've always, even sort of like when my daughter was born, I had someone harassing me to get some work done. And I said, I'm, I, I, can't, I can't do it at the moment. I'm in hospital. My partner's in labor, but I'll come back to you as soon as I'm back. Oh, boy. Let my daughter be born and then I'll come back to you. I was like, I've got to make sure I don't upset that person. And yeah, it's ever since as well. It's like I've been to hockey camps with my son, tournaments away and stuff like that, and just never been there as mentally as I want to be. And now it was literally 45 minutes in the park, but I was happy to be there for those 45 minutes. I wasn't trying to get away, and that feels good. And I'm looking forward to that for a whole weekend away. I might be, Maybe not with Edith because she's getting grumpy. <laughs> no, I totally understand what you mean. There's, there's always something in the back of your mind when you've... Well, I, you know, I've never worked for myself. I've never been a sole trader or run my own business, but I can imagine it's just always there and never leaves. So, mm. yeah, it'll be a, a complete relief for you, <laughs> fingers crossed. Although, although, unfortunately, you've got to meet me, which is the down part of anybody's day. So, Oh, yeah, yeah, no, definitely. That's why we're meeting in a very public place and I'm going to know where all my exits are and all that kind of well, thing. Well, I, I do very often expose myself, so, you know, be be prepared. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I, I'm looking forward to that. It's, um, I suppose it's an, a, another thing as well. And I'm going to be, I'm, I'm going to be very, very, very brief on this, even for me. I used to think that I didn't want to be social, that I didn't want to interact with people in real life. And over the past, the more we've been in lockdown over the past few months, I found that actually I do want to be social. Now, that's a lot of things that have contributed to that. Um, with how I've changed over the past few months and how I've got to, got to grips with my mental health. But I want to be more social. So this, again, is a big step for me. I'm not nervous about meeting you. That's, that's really weird. It's, you know, it, it's, I'm, I'm really nervous about meeting someone I talk to every, like, daily, pretty much. But I um, before, I'd have been dreading it. I'd have been going, right, I've made that arrangement. I wonder if I can find a way out of it. And I'm not. And that's a that's something I'm really pleased about, that I'm not trying to find a way out of something. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, again, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to dwell on it, but I'm just really looking forward to this weekend. It, it's just going to be so good. And if it doesn't take over and get in the way, I'll be doing a sort of like a mini recorded travelogue of the weekend as well. Excellent. Yeah. So one thing I will add on my sign off is we are going to be sorting out the Patreon stuff and we're going to be really sorting out what you can get in your various tiers. So one of them, if you are part of our £5 or $5 tier, whatever it is, moving forward, you will get the raw recording as early, a couple of days early. So basically we record on a Tuesday or Wednesday and it goes out on a Friday. Now, as soon as it's recorded, it will go up into the folder and you get access to the unedited version. So that that's one tier. We are going to look at moving forward, doing some additional content, 
to do with games or even just other things, TV programs, films, books, cartoons, current affairs that you can then get as a, another tier. But there's going to be loads of stuff being added to that. So any support you want to give via there, that would be absolutely great. Discord is growing. We've got so many voices on our Discord now that if you need to reach out, if you need people to talk to, whether you just need to vent, whether you want to ask advice, not from professionals. We are not professionals. Obviously, always remember that. But if you want to ask advice or people have possibly been in that situation you've been in, then that is there. But that community is continuing to grow. Um, so shout out to Mental Health Guardians, who a couple of their, their guys have recently joined us. And that's great to have. And Game in the Mind as well. We got a shout out from the developers of Duru, who are making a game about mole rats and depression. And they've hit their Kickstarter goal. Unfortunately, by the time this goes out, the Kickstarter will be over. So if you are listening to the early access version of this, then... Go and back it because it's gonna. It looks an absolutely fantastic game, and you'll get it on Switch if enough people back it. They've hit their goal, but they've got a Switch stretch goal, and as we know, everything fits on the Switch. Uh, but yeah, they shouted out us, mental health guardians, and gave it the mind. We'll put a couple of links to their Twitters in the descriptions. Check those out. Give them a follow because we've all we're all on the same message now. And it's good to see the communities are growing and coming together. I don't want to say coming together as one because that's that's the wrong statement. But we are all coming together with the same one message um, to normalise this discussion. I'm going to switch my brain off now because my mouth won't switch off until my brain's switched off. I'm going to thank you all for listening and we will see you again next week. Goodbye.